Welcome back to the special edition and mini-series of Parsha Panorama, focusing on the Dalad Parshios, or the Arba Parshios, the four special Parshios between Shkalim, Zachar, Para, and finally this week, HaChodesh, as the series comes to a close. Congratulations if you've made it this far. We have a lot to focus on and to address. Parshas HaChodesh, which is taken from Parshas Bo. We lane it every single um, Shabbos just before Rosh Chodesh Nisan. This Shabbos is also Shabbos Mevarachim for Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which will begin on Sunday, Be'ezra HaShem, Haba'alim Ulatova. And this, um, the, the, this Parsha, at first glance, if you, if, you do, if you don't know better, you might say that, yeah, we, we read this Parsha right before Rosh Chodesh Nisan because that's in fact what the opening Pasuk talks about. talks about HaChodesh HaZalachem. It's the first Rosh Chodesh of the Jewish calendar, and um, it, it, it took place when the Bnei Yisrael were in Mitzrayim, and they were they were um, taught this special mitzvah of Rosh Chodesh, and this is as you know as as we begin to to start the year over again at least from Nisan, so it makes sense to read this portion. But of course, if you look at Parshas Chodesh, it's about much more than just that. It is about all the Hilchus Pesach. And you might say, okay, great, it's timely, it works out, it makes perfect sense, because, you know, as Nisan is approaching, that means also Pesach is approaching. So it, it, it's completely apropos and lucky, you might call it, that we get to see all of the Hilchus Pesach. And obviously there are no coincidences there. Um, there's a reason why um, it's not just you know, the Rosh Chodesh Nisan that we're ushering in, and it's not just Pesach that we're ushering in, it's, it's the combination. But what I want to focus on, one of the questions we have to address, is why, in fact, we need both of these, um, these variables, right? Um, it's not, again, it's not just a coincidence that, um, that Pesach fell out in Nisan, it's not just a coincidence that we are reading HaChodesh ahead of both Nisan and Pesach, um, you might have, um, you know, you might, might consider the question in the following um, in the following way: Why exactly did all the Hilchos Pesach have to be introduced on the first day of Chodesh Nisan, or why did the first day of Chodesh Nisan have to um, be announced the way it was? Maybe Hashem could have just given them. You know, Klal Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Aaron at that time, Hashem could have just given them a bunch of mitzvos. Could have started out with, let's say, the mitzvah of Karban Pesach. Maybe Karban Pesach should have been the inaugural mitzvah, and um, Hashem could have done this, and he could have done he could have done this on any random day in the calendar year. There really was no calendar yet, so Hashem could have just given them a mitzvah. That would be the first mitzvah, and maybe the first of Nisan let's say the, the first month of the Jewish calendar could have been the day of Pesach itself. Right? The, the, Hashem clearly gave them um, 15 days, 14, 15 days before Karban Pesach. But Hashem starts them off with, oh, by the way, this is Rosh Chodesh. It's the first of Nisan. Congratulations on your brand new calendar. And now, um, you know, in 15 days from now, um, I'm hoping that you'll have completed the Karban Pesach and I'll be taking you out of Mitzrayim. So again, it could have just been that there would have been no calendar yet. Just introduce all the mitzvos, And then um, later Hashem could have said on the day that they actually did everything, this will be the first of Nisan, the first day of the Jewish calendar. This is the day that you become, you know, um, a nation. This is the day that you, you become a free people. 
It is the first day of the, of the Jewish calendar, the first day of the year, and that is your day of Pesach. So I guess in another way, you can, um, we can ask the question, why is, um, why, why is Pesach on the 14th of the night, on the night of the 15th? Um, well, why is that the, the first day of Pesach? Maybe the first day of Pesach should be, um, Echad, um, you know, Alf of Nisan, the first of Nisan, and the calendar shift started on Pesach. So that's something that maybe you've never thought about, but now you're thinking about it. And so that, 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 that brings to the floor, to the forefront, the question of what is so significant about that first day, the first mitzvah that apparently Hashem gave us was actually Rosh Chodesh. And this is the mitzvah that Rashi tells us in the first Rashi and Barashis, that really this is where the Torah should have started from. The Torah is a book of mitzvahs, and there's what to be said about that Rashi. But um, I think, again, it's a fair question, you know, because we, we take for granted that Rosh Chodesh Nisan was when it was, and that Hashem introduced Rosh Chodesh, and then He gave all the mitzvahs. But maybe Karben Pesach would have been the appropriate first mitzvah for Klal Yisrael. In fact, there's a Hava Amina in the Midrash that a ger who converts, on the day that he converts, he should actually bring a Karban Pesach, representing his entrance and his inauguration into Yiddishkeit. And because the Chumash and Parshas Bo actually says um, that a ger and an Ezrach are all the same, it's, it's Chuka Achas, that's Torah Achas Lahem. So therefore, they observe the same halacha, they bring Karban Pesach on the same exact day. It's not just something that you bring on your first day of being a Jew, though that, there's a good argument for that. And in that spirit, maybe we should say that the first mitzvah of any Jew, of, of the Klai Israel's nation, should have been Karban Pesach. So why, in fact, was that not the case? Why, in fact, well, do we start off with this Rosh Chodesh Nisan? The, the, the first day of Nisan is actually uh, 14 to 15 days before we actually um, offer the Karban Pesach. Hashem introduces everything with a calendar. So we're going to focus on that. Um, we're going to focus on the, um, the, the Yotzros, which we've mentioned in the past, or the Krovos, the different piyotim that some communities insert into the davening to the Shimon Esrei. There are Yotzros, Krovos for both Shachris and for Musaf, um, for the communities that say it. And, um, we've spoken about some of these in the previous, um, episodes of, of this series, and one thing that, that I had neglected to mention, even though Para has already passed us, but the Kriya obviously came from Parshas Chukas in Para, and its Haftarah came from Yechezkel. This time we have another Haftarah st- taken straight out of Yechezkel. And very fascinatingly, um, the, the, the Haftarah for, for Parshas HaChodesh is um, pretty on key. Um, because it, it talks about both Rosh Chodesh Nisan, it makes reference to Hilchus Pesach, so it's it's a, it's a very appropriate Haftarah. But again, we have our questions that we have to focus on, and not only that, we have to focus on the larger picture. Because again, in Parsha Panorama, we always say that we believe that the series is a is is in fact a series that we didn't just have four Parshios. Um, you know, scattered throughout the year, but they're all right here, sequential. And there we could have argued that maybe there are mitzvahs scattered throughout the year, that maybe there'd be a reason to have a special Kriya Torah just for that mitzvah, right? Um, you know, um, we, have a, we have a special Parsha in the Torah about tzitzis. Now, there's no special time in the year to do tzitzis, so maybe that, that, that wouldn't be a good example. But any seasonal mitzvah, 
So you you can make the argument that let's have a special kriyasatara for this seasonal mitzvah just for the Dal parshios. We uh, you know we interrupt our program to to you know at least our maft here to focus on a completely different topic. And um, we've 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 noticed in the past that there seems to be connections to both Purim and Pesach in the Dal parshios. Certainly with Shkalim and Zohar, we're looking at Purim. With Para and Achodesh, we're looking at Pesach and. Over the past few weeks, we've we've um, explored the connections, the 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 smichas geula legeula, the the connection between Purim and Pesach, how Purim um, and and Parsha Zachor reinforces the um, emuna that we're supposed to have in Hashem, the emuna that we've originally gained from Pesach, the original Pesach. So we try to instill that even when the miracles are not in our faces anymore. When we don't see Paro anymore, but then our, our new um, nemesis is actually a Malik in a world where there are no miracles. A right? start of Parshas B'Shalach against Paro, then Paro is gone, and then we finish off with a Malik. No open miracles, but Hashem is still there as well. And we once we defeat Amalek, we want to come back to fight back, reach Hashem again. And we so we, we passed Zachor, we passed Shkalim, um, and we we get to Para. We said Para was reestablishing that um, that that, that Amuna in Hashem's Torah. The whole aspect of Pesach was the foundation of our Amuna. And sometimes the Chet Egel reminds us that we fall short in our Amuna and Bitachon, and Para brings us back when we recognize that we don't know everything, and that gets us on our way to where we are now, here at HaChodesh. So here at HaChodesh, what exactly has changed? So we have mentioned in the past uh, an idea from an article by Rabbi David of Levonon, who has a whole approach from the Pritzadik, from Rabbi Tzadik Akwemi Leblin, so we're going to get to that a little later. But the first thing I want to focus on is the questions that we addressed um, a little earlier. And that was exactly, you know, is, is the focus of HaChodesh about Rosh Chodesh Nisan? Is it about Pesach? Is it about both? What, in fact, does Rosh Chodesh have to do with Pesach? Is it just a coincidence? So if you look at the Yotzros, uh, those Putin in the davening, so they focus heavily on Pesach. They mention a lot about um, um, Hilchos Pesach, the reference to the story, and Rosh Chodesh is only mentioned late into the opening piyot, at least, in the Otsros. And we find something very fascinating, that the, the, uh, the, the Paitan in, in the Otsros, he talks about how Hashem specifically didn't divulge the deeper understanding of Rosh Chodesh Nisan in what the Paitan refers to as the Sefer Toldos Rishon, which, um, according, at least according to art scrolls, is a reference to Bereshis. And right, we talked about that first Rashi. And he says that Hashem didn't divulge Rosh Chodesh Nisan to Adam, right? and according to some opinions, um, I mean, there, there are two opinions in the Gemara, according to one opinion, um, the, the world was created in Nisan. And it was not to Adam, and not in, uh, you know, at the beginning of time in creation, and not at the beginning of the Torah, in fact, that Hashem divulged the secrets of HaChodesh HaZalachem, which, again, says Rashi, is, an, is a Havamina, that you, you would have thought the Torah would have done such a thing. And says the Paitan, instead, Hashem divulged it, Lachem, to you, HaChodesh HaZalachem. 
that to you specifically, to you, Klai Israel, when you became a nation, that was the only time Hashem was willing to, again, to divulge that secret, to tell us about HaChodesh HaZelachem. This apparently tells us that HaChodesh HaZelachem was something that maybe appropriately could have belonged to all mankind, or at least we would have had the argument to that end, that it should have been that way. And yet... Um, the, 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 the Torah tells us, Hashem tells us, no, HaChodesh HaZelochem, this is specifically going to be for you. Now, why is that significant? So keep that question on the back of your mind, that Hashem, in fact, did not introduce the Torah and all of life with Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And the fact that also, again, Hashem did not immediately give us all the Hilchos Pesach um, and say, you know, Pesach is the first day of your calendar. Hashem gave us, again, a window. He gave us a first day where He started giving us mitzvos, and then only after did He... Um, you know, only after did um, there actually become a, a, a holiday of Pesach on the 15th. But the Python also talks about how um, Nisan was the month of Sarah's tiding, that she was going to have a child. It talks about the springtime, how the calendar assures that Nisan is always going to be in the spring. So, for example, having a leap year. Um, it talks about how Tchiasa is going to occur in Nisan. But... What exactly is the significance of this Chodesh Nisan? So, going back to that idea from Rabbi David Levanon, so we explained that the series of the four parashios um, are really connected to a larger series of the four um, Chalakim and Lashonas of Geula that we're familiar with from the Haggadah, or at least that, that we, we, we talk about them in reference to the, when we, when we talk about the Haggadah, V'itzesi, V'itzalti, V'galti, V'lakachti, I will remove you, I will rescue you, I will, um, I will redeem you, and I will take you. So, says the Preet Sadak that really, it's a series of three and one. Three and one, meaning that there are four, um, I guess, prerequisites uh, sorry, sorry, I should say three prerequisites, three initial stages of the Gula that are all together, and then there's a final stage. Now, this is um, not, 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 not considering right now, or at least not, not directly today, the fifth Lajan of Gula Vehevesi, um, which really, I guess, references the, the, the real final Gula, but the, the, the first three are, are separate from Vilakachti. And we'll have to explain why. But in this vein, we explained that Shkalem, Zachar, and Para were all connected to that Mishnah and Avos and to that, that Pasuk and Yirmiya, which talks about three individuals, the Ashir, the Gibor, and the Chacham. Who is the real Ashir? Who is the real Gibor? Who is the real Chacham? The real Ashir is someone who's Samech B'chalko. The real Gibor is the one who's Akovesh Yisrael. And the real Chacham is the one who is Lomid Mikal Adam, right? The things that you might not necessarily expect. And these three individuals correspond to Shkalem is the Ashir, um, the, the Zachor is, is reference to the Gibor, and Par is reference to the Chacham. He, you know, he thinks he knows everything, but he in fact doesn't know everything. So these three are a set. And once we, we go through these three Tikkunim, we've, we've um, fixed that whatever it is, in the, I guess if the Vehotzei let's say, corresponds to the Ashir, and the Vehitzalti, I guess, corresponds to the Zachor, corresponds to the, the Gibor, and the Vigaalti corresponds, the redemption corresponds to the spiritual ritual purity of Para, that, 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 that humility. So finally, then what's Vilakachti? Vilakachti is 
um, what the Pasuk in Yermia continues. It says that the individual who is um, rich, he shouldn't glorify himself in his wealth, and the strong man, the gibor, the warrior, shouldn't glorify himself in his might, nor should the chacham, the wise person, glorify himself in his intelligence and in his wisdom. But the Yikr is, says Yermia, in B'Shem Hashem, that you should know that I am Hashem. And this knowledge, this understanding of Hashem, this connection to Hashem, that is what is represented by Vilokachti, that I'm finally going to take you. And if you think about it, the Vilokachti really corresponds to this Hachodesh, the, the fact that Hachodesh is Lachem. What happens when Hashem gives something Lachem to you, to us? Hashem like a marriage, he acquires us. Vilakachti is a lashon. I'm taking you. It's the same lashon of marriage, right? That we we learn a lot of halachos about taking a person in marriage, and we learn specifically from the fact that uh, that there's that there, there's this taking, and what in fact is the nature of this taking? That somehow, even though really. All of us are Akash Baruch's children. All, you know, the entire world is supposed to have a relationship with Hashem. But apparently, HaChodesh HaZalachem was something that Hashem was not willing to, even though he had a good reason to, he was not willing to give it to the entire world initially. Apparently, mankind had to actually prove himself and earn it in a certain respect. Man had to jump through the hoops of the Tikkunim of Shkalim, Zachar, and Para. And only then... HaChodesh HaZalachem. HaChodesh HaZalachem is a special relationship between us and Hashem, similar to Shabbos, the Matana Tova that Hashem had given us. HaChodesh was the first step. HaChodesh, which Rashi again said, is the Iker of the Torah, at least it should be the first, the, the, the Iker purpose of the Torah is the mitzvos. Should have, uh, you know, the Torah should have started with HaChodesh. And if you think about that, it makes complete sense that the Torah didn't just, you know, the calendar didn't just start with the fact that, um, you know, that, that, that uh, Hashem um, uh, had us observe Karban Pesach. Hashem acquiring us and giving us the mitzvos, us being commanded in the mitzvos, that is where everything starts. On, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, what, what, what was so special about Rosh Chodesh Nisan that as a nation, Hashem started giving us mitzvahs. And when it rained, it poured. He gave us all the halachos of Hilchos Pesach. Yes, it started with Rosh Chodesh. And Rosh Chodesh, again, which we spoke about in a previous podcast, in Real Talk Torah, we were talking about the special connection between women and Rosh Chodesh, and about the and a special connection between women and the first Rosh Chodesh. Women, they represent the Amun and Bitachon, the Nashim Sitkanios. They were ready. They had their tambourines and their drums. They were ready to go out and celebrate on the day that, that the Klaistral was released from its shrine. But even before that, even before that, Chazal tell us about how the women had a munan bitachon, um, trying to make sure that no matter what happens, their husbands were going to help them build the families of Klal Yisrael. Therefore, they beautified themselves despite the Egyptian subjugation. And what is so special about the, the munan bitachon of the women in, in, in this regard? It's the, the munan bitachon, which we said exists even when you don't necessarily see the wonders happening. Even before things started to get better. The women had a moon and bitachon. Before the, 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 the nisim, the niflaos, the makos, before those came, they were ready. And they were, and they, they were waiting for Hashem to come and intervene on their behalf. And that's represented by Rosh Chodesh. That's represented by the moon, which waxes and wanes. You don't always see the moon. You don't always see the Yad Hashem. 
And you need that hachodesh. You need that because, for example, in times like Purim, where you where you don't have the makos, you don't have the the, the open plagues, where you have to still recognize the laihudamaisaora, nonetheless. So it's in those times where you need hachodesh. So hachodesh reminds us that you don't always see things immediately. Just like Sarah Imenu did not see things immediately, but eventually in Chodesh Nisan. Uh, she was told the tiding, just like Klaisrael was told the tiding that you're going to leave Mitzrayim. They were told at the beginning of Nisan. That's exactly when, at least according to Rashi al Torah, um, there, there are differences of opinions. You see Rashi in the Gemara and Hashanah. But that's when Sarah Imenu was told she was going to have a child. And in Nisan, so it happened the following year, Yom Yitzchak was born. But what's the idea? The idea is that things don't just happen immediately. There's a, there, there's a waiting period. There's a period where the moon is not there. And at that point, when you just see the first sliver of the moon, the first silver lining of Geula, that's where the moon of Bitachon um, needs to kick into full gear. And that is, in fact, what happened when we were given the mitzvos. And that, perhaps, is what makes Shabbos HaGadol so special. Perhaps we have to um, devote a special um, uh, podcast to Shabbos HaGadol. But one of the one of the godless aspects of Shabbos Hagadol is the fact that we hadn't you know um, we we hadn't seen the end of it. We were still you know Mitzrayim was still very much part of our lives, even though we started seeing some miracles, and yet we engaged, we followed, we 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 made the ultimate sacrifice of the Egyptian god in front of the Egyptians. And it was because of that Amun and Bitachon that we now had. And the Amun and Bitachon, the Nasev Nishma aspect of the mitzvos, right? Think about how um, Mitzrayim was about all the wonders and, and miracles that were occurring, but it would have meant absolutely nothing if we were not able to do something with it, to commit ourselves to Hashem through that. And HaChodesh was that opportunity to commit ourselves. Hashem gave us mitzvos, and then we, we started to do it. HaChodesh was the point of renewal, which we said also in that previous podcast, that think about how wherever we have come from, you know, in Mitzrayim, whatever the, the Avodah Zarah, the, the Shtufe Zima, the filth, the spiritual filth that we were in, HaChodesh says you can always start new. There's a reason why we don't just start with Karban Pesach, the ultimate sacrifice. Because before you can make the ultimate sacrifice of throwing away your past, throwing away the baggage that you should not have with you, you have to know first step is that I'm actually able to start new. I'm actually able to walk away from that. And that's what HaChodesh is. HaChodesh is we get to start new. And all of this, is, is captured in the Vilokachti. All of this is captured in the fact that the relationship with Hashem, it starts here. And it's going to keep going forever, moving forward. So once we've paid the restitution for our souls with Shkalim and have overcome the battle, whether external or internal, with Amalek and Zachor, and then have gone to the mikvah, so to speak, of Parshas Para, being, you know, being purified and Doing so with the Amun and Bitachon, because who really understands para? Now that we've completely um, immersed ourselves in this period of rectification, now we are we you know, we we are ready to start completely new. So this time of hischadshus is so so important, and it's what makes Pesach become what it is, right? You don't just have Hilchus Pesach automatically. There's a reason why we had a series of the four partios, and it's because we are trying to reinstill and reinforce lessons from previous Pesachim, and especially the first Pesach, 
And that's the only way when we get to the next Pesach that we can actually do so and strengthen ourselves even more the year after. Right? Pesach is not just something that can pass us by. If your Seder this year is everything that your Seder was last year, it might be enjoyable, but it's not enough. You have to be stepping up. You have to be moving up. Right? The Hesachas of HaChodesh is not just, you know, um, oh, the calendar goes on and on again. When we say this is Rishon Hulachem Lechol Chodashim, that this is the first month for all of your months, this does not mean that, oh, okay, it's Nisan again, it's Pesach again, we get to sing the Shonhab of Yerushalayim again, even though we're not actually thinking necessarily about being in Yerushalayim. That's, that's not what this is for. HaChodesh HaZalachem says that this Nisan is a brand new Nisan, and it has to be a brand new one. It can't be the old one. You, you can, you know, all, all the lessons are the same, but you've got to start applying them differently and get and going even further in your Vodos Hashem. Why do we have, you know, the four parshios? It's not just to remind us about things that happened so long ago, but it's about to get us to not just recommit ourselves, but to commit ourselves to even more than we've ever committed ourselves in the past. And that, that is because each brand new year, we have to train ourselves to say, means that this year, this, this month is a new month, and, and what that means, it's, it's not a Nissan that we've had before. It's a brand new Nissan. Right? If someone gets you a brand new Nissan, I'm sure you'll be really happy. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, you have a brand new Nissan, that means that this year has to be a different year. And um, you know, thinking about um, you know, um, New Year's resolutions, which we always make around Rosh Hashanah time, no less here. It's fascinating to note that the Haggadah in Magid has a whole paragraph devoted to Yachomei Rosh Chodesh. I might have thought that, you know, you start doing the mitzvos of Pesach, Sibritz Yes Mitzrayim, you know, really the Sibritz Yes Mitzrayim, the main aspect. I would have thought you'd begin that from Rosh Chodesh. Now, perhaps until today, you, you never really thought about the question about how silly of, of a statement that is. Like, what do you mean I would have thought from Rosh Chodesh? No, I, you know, you do things whenever Hashem tells you to do it. Hashem tells you to do it on, on the 14th, 15th of Pesach, you know, of Nisan, that's when you do it. Like, what do you mean, Yachome Rosh Chodesh? Do we have anything else like that? But the answer is no. We would have thought that the entire story would have been Rosh Chodesh. We would have thought that the calendar begins with Pesach. And maybe we would have thought that Rosh Chodesh, when the Geula really starts beginning, because again, the Villa Kachti starts taking place with HaChodesh HaZelachem. And for that reason, we would have thought that everything begins on Rosh Chodesh, because in a certain sense, it does. The Geula really starts to begin 10, 15 days before we actually leave Mitzrayim, when we're starting to implement mitzvahs that Hashem told us, when we're starting to make something of our relationship with Hashem, and not just watch the miracles pass us by, but do something with it. Just like you don't watch Parshas Yisro pass by without having a mishpatim, where you start committing yourselves to actually doing the mitzvahs and doing the, the, the heavy lifting. You know, the, 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 the work in the marriage, not just the wedding day. And that's exactly what's happening with, with Pesach. Yochom Rosh Chodesh, because in fact... Yes, that, that, that's really when the gula started transpiring. The, the, the you know, Rosh Chodesh is not a side issue here. The, the, the gula again started beginning in Rosh Chodesh. And the, the, the gula, the halachas of Pesach, have everything to do with the institution of Rosh Chodesh, which marks our capacity for renewal. It was our first mitzvah of many which we received that day when we again became Hashem's people. 
And we'll have to talk about this more, maybe in another in, a, in another uh, series or or podcast that we'll have to devote just to the Haggadah. But there's so much happening here. And at the close of this series, which um, for me, Baruch Hashem, has been an incredible journey, and I hope it has been for you. But what we are what we are learning about is, you know, not just you know what some some partios mean, you know, some some institutions that we have in our religion that we read certain things on certain days, but how they're supposed to affect us. How there's an avoda for each one. How there is something that's being. Um, that that's being charged of us, and this this is really the time. So, as we enter into Chodesh Nisan, as we anticipate miracles from Hashem, because our moon and betachon should, um, you know, the, the, it, should, it should not be stronger than it is right now. Like the, the, like this should be as strong as it gets, and it should be. In, and, and you know, if if you're not there yet, then that that's really what we got to work on. But also, the moon and betachon. Um, has to, you know, it could only be as strong as our commitment is, right? You know, you have a trust fall. If you really trust in Hashem, so then, you know, we spoke about this in uh, in uh, Parsha Panorama for Beshalach, right? The, the, the great Blondin who, who tightrope walks across the Niagara Falls. Who's going to go in the wheelbarrow with him? Amunam Bitachon is not just you believe that it can happen, you believe it can be done, but it means you apply yourself to it. And that's what HaChodesh really demands of us. That, yes, Emun HaMitachon, just like the moons, we don't always see it, but we know it's there. Hashem is there. Hashem is going to do things for us. But that does not come without all of the mitzvos and the halachos that come with HaChodesh. Though there are two parts, right? The, the, the Emunah that I believe that Hashem is there and the Betachon, all the things I'm willing to do to commit myself to that Emunah. And that, 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 that is the, the intro to the Nasev and Ishma. That has to be our takeaway message from the Dalad Parshios. And I once again, thank you for joining me on this journey for this uh, mini-series of Parsha Panorama. Looking forward to the next seasonal specials. Uh, but until then, thank you for joining us here at the Database.